This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uber Eats hates late. But occasionally something unpredictable happens, causing your double bacon cheeseburger to be delayed. And on the off chance your order is late, we'll make it right with three months zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. That's kind of a big deal. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Forestieri. Here's Hogg. Dini! Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. My name is Justin. And I'm Carl. Good evening, Luther Blissett. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Hit me, you headphones. Yeah, like him, like him, mate. <laughs> he's covering his ears. Well, there's a lot to talk about, Luther, and it's not going to oh, yeah. be the, the football, I don't think. I think we can probably park that because that's been dreadful, to say the least. Um, probably I think, best not to mention that word. No, definitely not. So it's going to be probably off-field activities that we talk to you about this time round. In particular, um, I think we should get the elephant the out elephant the in the room. Yeah, Justin, the elephant in the room, Justin, the elephant in the room. That's it, my. That's it, that's it. So there's been an interview with Mr Andre Gray, which... In my opinion, just looked like a bit of a propaganda exercise. It didn't seem to be... Um, it was biased, basically. There was no journalistic integrity to it. Everything looked a bit staged, if you ask me. There was no apologies from him about anything to do with lockdown. Um, there was no sincerity, really, in anything that he mentioned. And then, of course, you got an honourable mention. Um, and you've been you've been on... Uh, social media expressing your displeasure at that um feel free to discuss or expand on it yes the uh, the um andre as you say did not come across as being repentive about any of it not genuinely but on top of that the club who was doing them and obviously set the bias question line and 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 run it in the way they did and and what about the violins going in the background yeah that sort of Mm. minor key of music all about yeah exactly i I felt sorry for him (laughs) (laughs) you're (laughs) You're all right (laughs) it was was pretty bad the fact that they think it's okay 
in trying to repair, appease fans that are totally ticked off by his behaviour. Yeah. And then the non-performances that have gone in, and it's all added to by the team has been pretty much the same. Yeah. And the club is trying to use my name to buy collateral for Andre Gray. And I and I just find it disgusting, the fact that they did that, because I wasn't the one that had a party for my birthday. Nope. And all these people were invited and turned up for it. Nope. Mm-hmm. On top of all of that, let's not forget this, okay? At that time, nobody really knew much about this virus. Troy Deeney did not want to go back to the training because he was worried about his son and... Whatever, okay? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Well, they come back. Then what happens? He has this party. And on top of that, he invites at least one of the playing squad to the party, attended that party. At yep. least one. Yep. Okay? Yep. The, yep. That game after the Burnley game, I'm sure it was Southampton at home, which we got well beaten. Those players that were involved, obviously, were missing because they could not take part in the game. They could not be part of the squad. Correct. Yeah, correct, yeah. Where was the apology from him about that? Where was the club's explanation about anything for that? Well, it wasn't one, was there? (laughs) It wasn't one. It was missing. You know, so just just on those points alone, I just find it absolutely despicable. So going to the the actual interview, um, Luther, you, you... You know, you've just covered it there. From my own opinion, when I listened to it and your name was brought up, you know, your your name, as far as I'm concerned, is is the club legend, Luther Blissett, Watford FC's club legend, and and you kind of walk hand in hand, as far as I'm concerned, with that statue that stands outside of the of the Vicarage Road for me as a supporter. Now, to have your name tarnished in this video by somebody that doesn't, and excuse my language here, doesn't give a about the club or, or, or anything that he represents, I think is the most ridiculous thing and quite frankly, horriblest thing I've heard come out of this club for a very, very long time. Well, if I yeah. might just expand on that quickly, Luther, before yeah. you answer, not only that, but Andre Gray will be remembered for all the wrong reasons at Watford yes. Football Club. Not, not for being a great sportsman, a great footballer or being a great person. He's just going to be remembered for being a very expensive mistake. And it's unfortunate because let's people may think I'm being oversensitive, but let's start with a couple of seasons ago, I put myself forward to coach, right? To coach the strikers. That's Andre Gray and then because and wasn't for any payment or anything like that. I just wanted to help because I wanted to see the club that I've given most of my career to mm. from playing, coaching as well. And now on the hospitality side, get out, get out of trouble, and get themselves in a position where they would be scoring goals, and we could all enjoy going. That's where I'm coming from on this. Yeah, and yeah. that was pretty much ignored. Okay, so and they say I'm sensitive. No, not sensitive at all. It's because I do not want my name associated with someone that, <laughs> to this day, probably believes it is okay to put other people's lives at risk. Yeah, you know that is that is a thing that really. I just didn't want to do that, you know. And from myself and the other former players, we're all shocked by by that behaviour. Put your teammates at risk and their families and, and so many. And the club at risk where players have had COVID and then it's spread to talk to. And, you know, their squad, they well, lose some players for a period of time. Yeah. And that can cost you dear. Yeah. And I think it cost us dear. So have you received any, obviously... You've you've had your say back to the you, you responded to the Andre Gray video. Have you received any word from the club about our oh, well, sorry? Your Luther. response was it was a case of when I heard it, it was like 
Why are they using my name? But you put something out on social media, didn't you? You put myself or anything should be part of that. No, but you voiced your displeasure. Have you have you heard back from the club? Have they said Luther? No, nothing from the club whatsoever. But I have had hundreds upon hundreds of replies from fans and even not non Watford fans because they all are totally in disbelief that a football club can do this to one of their former players and one of their former players. That is their all-time goal scorer, record holder, and appearance maker. Is that that's asking permission? But not even contact me. Say, look, would you mind whatever? Or you have something to say to partake? You know, to say a few words that might help. Nothing. No. But what this says to me, Luther, is that they're so out of touch with the fans. The club is out of touch with the fans. You say with fans, but I think they're just out of touch with anybody that is not their little circle of people. What's yeah? your, you know, sum this up how you, how you want, Luke, but what's your relationship with the club as it stands? Well, not as it stands, over the over a, a period of time. What's your, how's your relationship with, let's say, the owners or, or the, the hierarchy there at the club? Well, when you put yourself up and say, look, I can help because I have this experience and have done this and whatever, and then you get told off and then some insider within the club has started to spread rumours that I'm not even fully qualified to coach. And other things, you know, you can't be an ambassador for this club. You were told you can't be an ambassador for Watford? Yeah. By somebody at the club has told you you're you're not fit? connected to the board. Okay. Okay. And they said, you're not not fit to be the ambassador. Their words were, and this man, you want him to be an ambassador for this club. That's within words. But... Who else? Who else is more fit more to be an ambassador for the club? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, something, it's it's a role that I have sort of just done. I've just done it because that is how myself and all those former players that started and came through with Graham Taylor, we yeah. were the ambassadors for Watford as a town as well as a football club. Yes, and we yeah. just did that job. And you're still doing it, Luther. You, you haven't played for the club for how many years? You're still doing it. You're still yes. doing it in, for, for the for the wider community, certainly. Absolutely. Oh, it's Absolutely. just it just beggars belief. And you know, there's been a backlash, Luther. Really, I mean, like you say, you've received lots of um, messages from people. I've seen the comments that have been under the video. There's been a few that sympathise with Andre, but on the whole, this has been a massive backfire by the by the yeah, club. This is. I just cannot understand why, if you're going to do this. They should have taken a leaf out of the way the Americans do it because no one does it better than the Americans <laughs> when they want to do this sort of thing. No. And yeah, it's cheesy, but the person actually there with tears in their eyes when they say, I'm sorry and what they would have. Yeah. We haven't had any of that. No. You know? Nothing. Well, it would be nice, wouldn't it? It'd just it be would, nice to get. It would have been but really nice. I mean, Graham is, Taylor. It's too late, though, isn't it? It's, it's too late for him to say sorry. This should have been done a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, but also the club. And the club didn't do anything about it from the offset. You think back to when Graham Taylor, I'm trying to remember the incident. He had said something that the fans were lacking in in passion for, for for supporting the club. Is this the I'm sorry? And then he came on, walked onto the pitch, didn't he? Mm. With that sign, I'm sorry, because he realised that he was wrong to say that to them. Yeah. yeah. Because, yes, our fans can be quiet at times, but we know they can be just as raucous and as passionate as anybody else. For that one one moment, you know, he, he apologised. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do. You put yourself out there in front of everybody and say... I'm sorry. The majority of people forgive you for that. And that's that's the thing. I think if Andre had come out at the very start of all this and, and said, I'm sorry, you know, OK, maybe the second time, not not been so lucky, but he may have bought himself a bit more time. Fans have had enough. Again. They've had enough. Yeah, and, you know, and it won't happen again. Oh. Uh, no poker. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, yeah, maybe. But, I mean, uh, if he if he never puts on a Watford shirt again, 
as far as I'm concerned, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to miss him. Well, I think he's quite lucky that no fans are in at the moment because I can't think he's going to. If, if fans were in and he was playing, I think there'd be a few, well, a lot of booze ringing out across the stadium. Which, when you, when you imagine he's not on the pitch playing, but he's one of the subs and he goes to warm up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He gets up. Exactly. Yeah. Absolute pandemonium. They would, they would voice their opinion of that. I totally agree. But so a what, lot of people, you know, believe that he should, you know, the club should have, they should have dealt with it there and then. So, but the interview, the interview itself. I know that. Yes. My manager. Yeah. And the man that I worked with, Graham Taylor. Yeah. At the time. If that had been one of us. Yeah. You're out the door. But, it, but if you'd been yeah. the Watford manager, what would you have said to Andre Gray after incident one? Would you have said, right, you're going to have to apologise. You're in trouble. You're going to have to apologise, pull your socks up. I mean, surely that's what you would have said if you were the manager. That is, I think that is the easiest and simplest way to deal with it. But that wouldn't really be dealing with it, would it? That is almost just pushing it to one side. So what would you have done if you were the manager then? If you were his manager? Well, if, I was, if I was the manager, I'd have, I would have said to them, he's got to go. Put him on a transfer list. He has got to go. Wow. Because you cannot have that around. Because take away the football side of it. But you're going to look at the risks that he put everybody at for what he did. You know, because you've got right next door a hospital. Yeah. Which those people in there every day risk their lives to save and keep people alive over there. And what happens? This happens. I'm sorry, you cannot marry the two together. So so why do you think the club are so behind Andre Gray? Is it because they spent a lot of money on him and they've spent a lot of money on his wages and they have to be to play him? Why do, Why are the club supporting him so strongly? I think simply, and it was one of the messages that I had received was somebody said, it's simply, they threw you under the bus to protect an asset. An asset, yeah. But that oh, asset yeah. but but that asset will be gone in a period of time. Your legacy will stand for years. Why would you do this? Because because quite simply it's it is blatantly obvious. Do they do they really want that as a as a reminder of them great days and Graham Taylor and everything that goes? Do they really want that? Because I think people often go into clubs and they want to make their own mark. Yeah, but and their mark is they got in the Premier League and have been there for five years. Yes, but they didn't build you know, the club from want, nothing. They to... want, they, yeah, but they also want their own so-called legend. And who's the one that, regardless of whatever's gone on, well, they keep promoting, promoting, promoting? Yeah, it'll be Troy down. Deeney. I, I agree with you, Luther. I totally agree with you. No, no, I, I'm, I'm in accordance with you. And Carl and I were speaking before you joined us, and we were saying that his light is diminishing rapidly. Troy Deeney's life. And I don't think he I don't think he sees it or really understands what he's doing to his own let's say his legacy for what he has achieved at that club. I agree. I agree. Troy needs to give that some serious thought. That is the only thing that you have at the end of your career is what people really think of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, take... well said. Yeah. Uh, I... So... Here's a little story to to, to about here. Sam Ellis was one of the first players that Graham Taylor brought to Watford when he arrived, okay? Yep. He brought Sam and Sam, he made Sam the captain. And the season we won promotion from Division 3, we played Hull City away. Mid-season it was. We we were beaten 4-0 in that game. 4-0 we got beaten that. Right. And I remember, and Sam is somebody that he respects and, you know, works for that. Came in at half-time, well, at the end of the game, and he looked him straight in the eyes. We were all sat there. Graham did. Okay? Mm-hmm. We all sat there, just being beat 4-0 by Hull. And he looked at him and he said, Sam, it's over, son. Right. Never played again. Never played again. 
My God. Joined in, worked on the coaching staff with players, defending that sort of thing, but never played again. That's how you had to be. If you were going somewhere with your team, your club, yeah. you cannot, and you've got to recognise when players are no longer at that level where they are an asset to you, using that word. I was saying to Carl yeah. before you joined us, Luther, you know, if they really wanted to do this, they'd get an, a, someone like yourself to interview Andre, perhaps. Or, or Tommy Mooney, or somebody else. It just seemed like... Ethical. It, yeah, well, it, there was no separation, was there? It wasn't... There was no... Yeah. It was an inside job, if but, you like. But you've, you've, you've touched on that, and, and you've touched on the word propaganda, and that's exactly what we're being fed here at the moment. You know, there's obviously clearly... And, Lufi, you probably know a, a lot more than you, you can obviously say that the club is in a really, really bad shape, you know, from, from top to bottom. And we're not just talking about the playing staff, we're talking about upstairs and... And I want to make this very clear, and I've said this to you, Justin, and I'll, I'll go on record as saying it, that although I'm very grateful for the owners and, and what they did for us back in the day, that we're told that they did for us, um, there comes a point where you have to look at the actual stats and figures of what they've achieved at the club. And yes, they kept us in the Premier League for five years and, and stopped us going into administration and, and, and so forth. But we're in a situation now where me personally, I don't know what anybody else thinks, is I've never felt like this as a Watford supporter. Now, I don't know if it's a disconnection because we're not in the ground and so forth, but I've never felt further away from that football club than I do currently. And hearing what Luther's saying and the way that the club is clearly treating him like a piece of shit and the past, and they're not willing to look at the history and what's actually been achieved at that club, for whatever reason, I don't know. But it's like you said, there's a disconnect, Carl. I don't feel included. And doing stuff like they're doing now and putting this absolute garbage on the the internet for us to, to, you know, to spoon-feed us and to ask, oh, gobble it all in, it's lovely. And it is not okay. It is not okay. I'm sorry, I no, swear. It's not. But it's honestly, it's not. No, it is not. That's not the club that that we are. They have their narrative of what they want to do. They, they, what the club has done in the past, they want it to stay in the past. But the ridiculous thing is, when they need former players and their stories and whatever to get them through times when things that they've got nothing to talk about because of mm. what's happening in the first team. Yeah, yeah. That's where they go. And this is something they need to grasp and understand properly. I've seen it at clubs all over when I've gone there to watch games or working on that or at clubs. You know, they have their own legends that around in all of the lounges or whatever. And they are, talk about being revered everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. And you really feel a part of the whole thing when you go there. You're not just there doing a job on the day. You're mm-hmm. a big part of it. And I can see that. Yeah. Uh, whether it's been at Liverpool, whether it's been at Manchester United, whether it's been at places like Hull or Tottenham or wherever, they value that part of their club because, because without that, their club would not be what it is today. Correct. Mm. It's your history and what you've been through. Foundations. Yes. And it's interesting because I heard a little bit from 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 Miles and he was saying, he was saying, Miles Jacobs, Jacobson, and he was saying, you know, about fans that they have not been these new fans have not been there through the days of hurt. No. To be a comment on what's no. going on. So he's saying similar things there. And so it, 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 it's not just, it's not just me saying that about what's happening at this club. I think it is something that I think you're all more aware of it now as things have gone on. Mm, and yeah. through the period where the, the comms have been writing so much, well, little sound bites, aren't they? Yeah. No yeah. substance to it. No. 
Yes, it's awful. And, you know, that one, we go again. Goodness oh, me. we go again. We know what we've got to do to get it right. We'll put it right. Never gets put right. The football's getting worse. Um, and I think from top down to the pitch is just, at the moment, it's this club I just feel so disconnected from and I'm just not enjoying. Yes, when they came in, they have taken over a club that was in a very bad place. Who knows, there would have been somebody out there that might have come in and done the same and would we have had this, had the that bit of success that we had? Who knows? Who knows? I, I, look, at, happened was, I look at Granada. Yeah. Well, look I'm, at, I'm, what they have done. Look at their turnaround. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, the Granada effect, you know, they, they've broken away from the, oh, the Popsos. Oh, and now look at them. Now yeah. look at them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just think they need to take the temperature of the fans. I think they need to look at what people are putting on social media, and instead of bringing out videos like they did, they need to. Yeah, just... but they, yeah, but they do look. But they look at it, and then they want to then shut people down but, because but, of what they say. But, but, the whole idea of social media is for them to join a conversation and give a constructive point of view from their side. Yeah. That's what social media is all about. Yeah. It is. Oh, it's social. It's so, it's joining yeah. in. It's 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 being. Yeah. It's not just putting out your point of view and ignoring anybody that disagrees with you. That's not. That's not anything. That's just dictatorship, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm I'm getting really, really fed up with Watford at the moment. To the fact where I don't really want to watch the games. I'm not. I, I sort of keep an eye on the social media just to check the temperature with things. And people aren't happy, Luther. People are not happy. And you know, obviously. Um, and you need a, you need an apology. Well, you do. You need an apology. Massively yeah, yeah. so. Massively so. I demand it, actually. I demand that Luther Blissett is given a, uh, an apology. Well, let's yeah, see what I happens. They need, they, need, they need to stand up now and, and acknowledge that they have made an error. Yeah. What they did. And that'll be a big test of them. Because if they do that, then it shows there is some soul and some humility. But if they just sweep it under the carpet, then it just reiterates what we already know, basically. Welcome back, Luther. Um, today's Monday. We spoke yesterday um, about um, the video and your thoughts on it and that sort of thing. Um, so where where are your thoughts at now that sort of time's passed a little bit more um, and we've moved on a day? Obviously, it's gone national now. It's in the Daily Mail. More people have picked up on this story. What are your thoughts sort of today, 24 hours after we last spoke? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is to, I suppose, just to clarify one or two points about... The club um, position and their part in all of this. Certainly, of course. First and fo- first and foremost, let's say now, Andre Gray. I am not pointing the finger at him and saying he's a bad person, this and the other. But, I, but what I am saying is, when somebody breaches rules, and we're not only talking about the rules of the football club, mm-hmm. we're talking about the rules at that time of a country of law and a yeah. national one. Mm people safe and save people's lives we have been lauded or you know we've been you know, at the club they've been saying how wonderful they were in doing stuff for the nhs hmm. for one of your players to then put people in danger by doing what he did hmm. and then the club not coming out and then saying we're going to deal with this it's wrong or whatever hmm. and do all the things that need to be done yeah um i you know we can we can reference what villa did with um with grealish when he had that little incident with his Range Rover. I think it was Range Rover, wasn't it, when he, when he bumped into one or two things. It's, you know, that club responded to that. Yes. I think that's very, very important to for people to get the feeling of, of that because the club, in my opinion, should have been very firm to do that. Yes. Then you have Troy, who is 
the club's captain and everybody refers to him as being the voice, the leader and that sort of thing. Where was the leadership when the uh, when this COVID thing was broken by Andre Gray mm. and the five-a-side and all that sort of thing? Mm. Where was Troy coming out and saying anything about it? Because we must not forget another game against um, Southampton, which we lost yeah. at home. Yeah. And that obviously didn't help our cause. But on top of that, players that were invited to or attended that um, breach of COVID rules also then were not eligible or could not join in and be part of the squad for the Sunday game. So we were That's short right. in mm. certain areas. Mm. And that's the knock-on effect of somebody breaking the rules. Yeah. And where was the you know, where was the coming down on the player that instigated all of that? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um and and then also, you know, um if we're gonna talk about apologies, Andre does have form for apologising in the past. Obviously he's um put stuff out on social media that he's apologised for. Um, But on this occasion, perhaps didn't feel it necessary to apologise, perhaps. And I listened to what he said. And does that, did that come across to me as an apology or even if it was him apologising, was it a sincere, heartfelt apology? No. It was just words being said to, Mm. you know, almost, but he'd been prompted by the way, the way the question was put together to him. Yeah, I, I don't think it was the first time he'd heard those questions when they were filming him, to be honest with you. I think that was probably quite well rehearsed before they yeah, actually got the cameras out, Luther. If they think I am sensitive about being called names, they need to go back and put themselves in my shoes. From the age of 17, every time I arrived at any football ground until my mid-20s, I was I was abused with all things from 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 that from two o'clock in the afternoon until six o'clock got back on the coach. Yeah, and this went on for about five six years. So if anybody thinks that I'm sensitive, they have got no idea who I am mm. at all. No, yeah, they don't throw that at me. They really need to take a serious look at what life was like for myself yes. when I started out and others like me at that time. And the big question: Why do they even have to reference? My name, they could have quite easily have said, you know, players have had rough patches and see, because yeah. we've all spoken about it. You know, yeah, we all yeah. have rough patches and we've not scored or whatever, or things aren't going well. Mm. And the crowd get on your back for a little bit. But, you know, the crowd getting on your back is just, they want you to do better. They want you to do better. They're not doing it because they're horrible people. Mm. They're doing it because they want you to do better. And they have no other way of voicing, voicing their opinion. So... So to turn to the pitch, Luther, um, can't even say it's going to be a much happier conversation, to be honest with you, because it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please, please, there's got to be something. No, I can't think of anything positive to say. Can you, Luther, can you think of anything positive to say? You say that, but I think positive things from that is, you know, we, yes, we got, we got beat against QPR, but we managed to, Get a, get a point out of the game at the weekend. And mm. I think you've always got to find every positive you can because every point counts what you can pick up at this time. I agree. Um, um, but I was speaking to Carl earlier on and I said to him, Carl, on current form and on what you've seen already this season, where do you see us finishing this season? And he had an idea and I had an idea. I'm going to ask you, Luther. Outside the top six. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's, at that's this what... moment in time, the way things are going and, and that, it's um, yeah, you can see us finishing outside the top six. And it's quite interesting because who was the um, Don Goodman 
oh, said right. it yeah. on Saturday as well. Mm. He says they'll struggle even to make the playoffs. I think investment-wise, if we do go up, you know, if if we do go up, what am I talking about? If. It's a big if. You know, it's a big if. But if we got back up, for me, the investment would be huge in the, in the playing staff because, quite honestly, goals have been a problem in this division and are currently a problem at the moment. And it that was... Would... It was a problem in the Premier League. Yeah, that? exactly. And it's something that needs addressing. I think defensively, you, you know, you want to talk about um, positives. Defensively, we have been okay. Yes. I mean, granted, the, 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 the QPR the game. game. The game, Carl, as, you know, fans need to look at this and who has improved the club's defensive potential? Ivic. Yes. And, you know, supporters must not forget... He's the one that has done that. Mm. He's organised them and got them playing much better and a better understanding of how to, to do that job. Mm. Can I ask you a question, Lisa? Do, do you think the current manager that we have will be there at the end of the season? No. And it's, it's quite interesting. <laughs> it's We've already <laughs> had this discussion. That's what we said as well. <laughs> there's, no reason to, there's no reason whatsoever. That, because I'll tell you the reason why. Say Watford managed to get, and they got themselves promoted, whether it's automatic or through the playoffs. Yeah. He would not be allowed to take control of the team. Because he hasn't got the badges, has he? Because he has not got an A licence, I believe. Yeah. And he hasn't got, if he hasn't got an A licence, he doesn't have a pro licence. And you need a pro licence to manage in the Premier League. So that would be no. I, I've got to mention this, and this is something I haven't said, and I, I'd like to get your, your both inputs in it. We're bringing these players in like... Um, you know, from, from loans, uh, Glenn Murray, for instance, springs to mind. Glenn Murray can't get a sniff around the first team. He goes off to Nottingham Forest. And now Glenn Murray's a goal scorer. He oh, goes off to Nottingham Forest and he scores goals. Then was it seven minutes? He got the first one. Really yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, all we want is goals. And we've got a guy that couldn't get near, couldn't get anywhere near mm. the yeah. first team. Mm. And was, allegedly was training on his own and so forth. And it's and not allegedly. Scored, it wasn't allegedly. He goals. said he said he was training on his own. It's not allegedly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just think what on earth is going on at this club where we've got a, a guy at this level, mm. at the level that we need. Mm. All right, he's thirty-seven years of age, is a goal scorer, and he can't get near the bloody team. What's mm. going on? And to make it worse, in, in the manner that the way the team's playing, and then who's the other one that's gone to that club? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. The, the oh, lad on loan from Man United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garner. Yeah, he had a blinder, didn't he, Garner? Yeah. yeah, again, I mean, I wasn't going as biggest fan because I thought he was a bit of a stroppy so and so. But yeah, but that you see, I'm I watched him and I thought here's somebody that is trying to always play a pass that will hurt the opposition. And for me, as a striker, that appeals. That's to That's what me. you want. Because yeah. If yeah. I know that there's somebody that will find me, then I start to work more at the runs that I need to do, so this person can can find me for the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where. Anybody that is coaching the strikers at that club should be working with because the other we've got a couple of players that can do that. Chalabar can do that if you use him in an advanced position. He used it a bit because he's a good passer of the ball generally. Chalabar, mm. okay. Yeah. And as for Hughes, Hughes he's not a left-sided he, midfielder. The is difference it? that Hughes did when he came on suddenly the ball was moving quicker and we started to look as if we might do something. Players need to start talking to each other and demanding things from each other when they play. Because that's that's what you, you know, you're in my team. I expect you to do your job and I expect you to do the job of any of your teammates around you that is maybe having a slightly off day today. Yeah. But, but it's healthy 
yeah. healthy pressure, isn't it? It's healthy yeah. pressure. But it's been a lot of off days then, from what I can see, because I can't see any rhyme or reason for this poor form or this poor. I just can't see any reason for it. I, can you? Can you actually see? There's anything obvious? It's it's it, for me. It is very simple. When things are going great, it's wonderful because players just go out and they just put their boots on, they turn up and they do their stuff and things are all coming together. Mm. When you have to work your way through a difficult patch, it needs to be more than just you're, you're well paid or you're this or whatever. Mm. It needs to be something that connects you to that shirt that you're wearing. You know, we're one of the we're one of the we're one of the we're one of the worst clubs at set pieces. How many times? Oh the, my god, our set pieces are dreadful. First man. Oh. If it's something that we practice, we're bloody good at it because we hit them every time. <laughs> Asset pieces. I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since I've you seen it. You just stand decent... on the front post to defend a Watford corner. I mean, you don't have to don't have to jump for it. No. Mm. They started doing the short corners, didn't they, against uh, QPR? Yeah. And y- well, even... I, know, I, I like the fact that Troy Deeney's now doing our throw-ins, which yeah. is um, the, <laughs> the striker's now throwing the ball. Yeah. When, when he was when he was taken, I thought, "What are you doing? You've got to yeah. be. In- you should be in the box." <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. shouting at the telly. And is that right that I've heard that he's been considered for Player he's, of the Month? He's up for Player of yes. the Month, PFA Player yeah. of the Month. Yeah. How yeah. can he be up for? Surely they, if, if they're only going on goals you scored, they've yeah. all been well, penalties. That's all it can be though, because it can't be his performances. <laughs> it can't be. I'm saying that you can't. You cannot just be saying, "Oh, he scored four penalties this month." And so he wins it for that. Well, I guess they're just going, they don't really look at where the, goal, the goals come from. You know, it's clearly they're all penalties, but they, they must not look at the fact that they're, they're penalties. They're just balls hitting the back of the net. I don't know. but Well, it might have been penalties that won games. It might have been the one nils. But again, like you say, it's a penalty. You know, it's... Yeah. It's... I mean, I'm not knocking it. No, it, I'm not knocking it. Being a Watford supporter at the moment, my God, I'll take it anyway. Yeah, but anyway, that, it comes. At it, moment, was, but... it was a surprise to me when I saw that. Though I thought I can't think what he's done to to kind of deserve no. this. Luther Blissett, thank you very much for giving us so much of your time <laughs> once again. Um, it's always appreciated when you come on the podcast. It's lovely having your company. My pleasure. Thank Seriously. you very much. Cheers, mate. No, thank you guys, you have a good evening. Enjoy your dinner. I'm going to go and get some dinner myself. Thanks. Enjoy for it. Cheers, Luther. <laughs> Cheers, Luther. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.